The Local Youth Worker is a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. Since 1972, RYM has sought to reach and equip youth for Christ. And this podcast seeks to reach and equip those parents and youth workers who share that same desire. For more information on our student conferences, youth leader training, or resources, visit rym.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. This is episode number 387. In just a little while, Chandler Mocklamo will be joining me for a discussion about social media and ministry. Um, for now, I should just say welcome back. Uh, I know it's been a while since we've had a podcast. I think November uh, was the last time we aired something, and I had intended to get something sooner. And then with the holidays and then RYM's youth leader training, um, I was late on getting something out to you. So glad to have something uh, for you all today. Uh, this will be a little bit of a shorter episode. Uh, if you listen to the podcast frequently, uh, you know that we had shifted to a variety show of sorts last year, and we're hoping to continue that format uh, through 2023. So in just a little bit, we'll have another segment uh, that I'll tell you about in uh, a moment. But um, next week, uh, we, we should go back to the, the regular format. We'll have an introductory a section that's about five minutes or so, and then a middle segment of about 15 minutes, and then a main guest, and Lord willing, that will be Sam Alberry, who will be joining us next week. Um, before we get into the details of the podcast, I did want to remind our listeners about an excellent opportunity that will be coming up in just about a month or so. Uh, it's entitled, it's a training event entitled the Northeast Youth Ministry Summit. It is in Ligonier, Pennsylvania from March 6th to the 9th. Uh, I want to encourage people to check this out. Uh, the theme of the conference is Biblical Hope for Anxious Hearts. Uh, Julie Lowe will be the main speaker. Duffy Robbins will be there. Walt Mueller will be there. Many other uh, guest speakers will be there. There will be workshops and I think there's about 10 other ministries that are kind of putting this together, uh, but RYM and CPYU are partnering to uh, host this Northeast Youth, Youth Ministry Summit, and I want to encourage people to go to nymsummit.org. That's nymsummit.org to check out all the information on the, the various speakers, the workshops that will be there. Uh, the lodging, accommodations, uh, the schedule, all of that good stuff. Uh, I want to encourage people to, to go check that out and to, to join us. Um, I, I know that sounds like a good group is going to be there from all over. And so I want to encourage people. I know it's only a matter of a, a few weeks before this will happen, but registrations are still uh, coming in. Uh, so again, nymsummit.org. That's the Northeast Youth Ministry Summit. I hope people can, can join us there. Um, I also want to talk about um, a few resources. Uh, again, as I was saying, uh, we open up with about a five-minute segment or so, and today's will look a little bit different. But I think what we're going to have for the next few weeks is something we're calling Resource Roundup. And uh, we're going to ask our guests to give us various resources that have been helpful to them. This can be in the area of youth ministry. It can be um, outside of youth ministry. It can just be something that's that's helpful in general. Uh, but then something that they're enjoying as well that's outside of ministry. 
And so Chandler will share uh, and really kick that off for us next week. And we'll share some resources that have been helpful for him. But in light of this, I, I do want to point people to a few resources. One of those, uh, I guess both of these are free resources. Uh, one is a new Bible study that RYM has produced. It's Fruit of the Spirit. Um, it's a 12-week study that Tree Triolo has put together. If you've checked out our sanctification study as well, Tree Triolo put that together. Um, but if you go to our resource tab on our website and you check out Bible studies, you'll see I think we have nine total studies on there now. And again, they're all free of charge. Uh, download those, uh, no cost at all. Uh, RYM wants to serve the local church in various ways. And one of the ways we hope to do that is by providing the church with free resources. And so be sure to check this out. I know Tree has put a lot of work into this, and um, we've, we intended to, to get this available back in the fall, and then uh, we just did not. So it's available now. I'll try to put a link in the show notes as well. And we do hope uh, in the next couple of months to have another study entitled Grace 101 that John Ravel has put together. Um, so stay tuned for more information on that. Um, I also wanted to give a resource that's going to be related to the conversation we're going to have in just a little bit uh, with Chandler. Um, we're going to be talking about social media, and Crossway has a new podcast entitled Reactivity. Uh, it is based on a new book that Paul David Tripp has put together uh, with the same title, Reactivity, uh, dealing with Christians engaging on social media platforms. Um, well, we, we can never think, I don't think, we can think too much about social media and its impact on us and how we can interact with it wisely. And so at the time of this recording, Reactivity has just launched. I've only listened to one episode. It was about eight minutes. And again, it's going to be an eight-part podcast, and I'm assuming they'll all be about the same length. Uh, but I want to point people to that, especially in light of... Um, this upcoming segment that we'll have, uh, but be sure whatever you know podcast platform you use, uh, you can download that and, and give that a listen. I know Paul David Tripp is a trusted voice for many of us and is just gospel saturated in, in all that he talks about. So I'm sure it'll be helpful to you. Um, this next segment that we're going to have over the next few weeks, we'll be discussing uh, social media and ministry. Um, how do we utilize social media and ministry? We'll, we'll be talking about youth ministry, but obviously this can apply broadly to other ministries. And I'm sure even those uh, parents who tune in and check out this podcast will, will glean some information from that that can be helpful uh, just in their personal use of social media. But um, at RYM's Youth Leader Training Conference, I was able to lead a workshop that dealt with this. And at the end of that uh, workshop, uh, there was a, a lot of Q&A. And from that Q&A and hearing other people share, I just realized, you know, there's a lot more we can we can talk about this. And this is a uh, an ongoing conversation I want us to have. And so Chandler will be kicking this off with me today, talking about um, social media and how we can utilize that in ministry and how we can be wise and um, just a, a lot of different areas we, we hope to touch on over the next few weeks. And then after that, um, the co-workers that you've heard on this podcast will be joining me and we'll uh, continue to talk about that over the next several weeks. And I hope to hear from, from those who listen to the podcast, if you want to reach out in any way and share ways in which you've utilized social media, ways in which it's been helpful, concerns that you have, all of those things. Um, I hope that these conversations just spark some thought, but also foster some discernment among those who are utilizing this 
uh, for ministry. Uh, so for now, here's my conversation with Chandler. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Chandler Machamel. Chandler, how's it going? Doing all right. So hashtag pumped to be here, John. <laughs> hey, i um, excited to have you on. And this is your first time on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. It really is um, an honor. Thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. Um, tell us about your last name. Did I say it right? Because I was nervous before I said it and I thought about it too much. Machamel. Machamel. No, you nailed it. It's um, it's a long German last name. And um, yeah, we have a we have a few sort of theories about our our last name, sort of the effect that it has. I mean, my poor wife was Williams before we got married. <laughs> Williams to Machamel. So but we think that because we have the last name Machamel, we tend to be uh, good spellers. Mm. Just because, you know, that's one of the first things you have to learn is how to spell your name. Yeah. And so with a name like that, there's a lot of just a handful of sort of silent letters, letters that don't belong, things like that. So I feel I feel almost I don't know. My antenna are up for sort of weird words and and things like that. So it's, you know, it's um, it's just the hand I was dealt. Mm. Yeah. You're across the bear. That's it. Um, let me see if I can spell it. You are you try? looking? Are you looking at the spelling right now? You're just gonna. You're just gonna I, go, oh. I totally was. I was gonna say <laughs> <if> you, <laughs> you go no, that doesn't. That doesn't count. I would, actually, I would love to hear. Can you like cover your eyes and try it? No, I'm not. M a c h e m e h l. That's it. Man, okay. Um, yeah, I would like to ask just. The craziest pronunciation you've gotten on yeah. that? Um, <clears throat> you know, we get a lot of Macamel. Uh, there's an H right there at the end, so Macamahel gets thrown. There's an extra extra whole syllable. McKimmel's pretty common. I think people assume that it's sort of sort of Scottish, you know, Macamel even. We've gotten it all. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for today. So Chandler, thanks <laughs> thanks for coming on. I know that's why everybody tuned in. Um, but no, I do want to welcome you at your first time. And I thought, let's spend a little bit of time on your last name and let yeah. people know. Um, and again, we're not going to spend too much more time, but tell everybody where you are and where you're serving. So I'm in Greenville, South Carolina, at downtown Presbyterian Church. And I'm an assistant pastor of youth and families here. And I've been here um, for four and a half years. All right. And Chandler and I will be talking about social media and youth ministry or just ministry in, in general um, over the next uh, few weeks. Um, Chandler and I saw each other last week at RYM's youth leader training. Again, at the time of this recording, it was last week. Um, and I do have to say, uh, there have been people that I've gotten to talk to who listen to the podcast and have thought that we were saying wild tea. Mm, yes. Instead of YLT. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I do want to clarify, we're talking about RWAM's youth leader training. And that's <laughs> YLT. Um, and it's a, it's a wild time. It is. Wild it is. Um, but I heard that from more than one person. I thought, you know what, there's probably plenty of people out there who have not been to YLT and I can understand maybe the, the confusion there. Yeah. Um, I do think there's a branding opportunity there just to go with, just to call it wild tea. You know, it's, yeah. I don't know. It's like, when I was thinking, it's like, if you know, you know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll look into that. We'll get our uh, marketing department on that. Yeah. Uh, but last week at YLT, 
I had um, a workshop on using social media in ministry, and we were specifically talking about youth ministry there, but those who are listening and who aren't in youth ministry, and even those parents who tune in, I think there's some helpful aspects of this discussion uh, that will apply broadly. Um, But yeah, I I talked a little bit about that. Chandler was in my class, and uh, there was some good discussion uh, we tried to have at least 15 minutes of Q&A, and then there was some time even outside of that class where people were, were talking and asking some questions. And so I just thought over the next few weeks, Chandler and I will be talking about this, but then we'll have some of the other co-hosts on to discuss this a little bit and kind of think of some of the pros and cons. But Chandler, why don't we just start, uh, talk to us a little bit about some of your thoughts of social media, uh, using it in ministry, not using it in ministry, kind of where you have arrived on this. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, uh, yeah, I was in that class, that breakout that you uh, taught and really, really enjoyed it. And I was just, I was intrigued by the conversation because uh, it seemed like you, and I know we'll talk more about this, but it seemed like you were taking sort of a a new-ish approach, a new-ish angle on social media that was intriguing uh, to me. Because I, I think typically we, we sort of, uh, we can sort of be like blind adopters of social media, you know, which is not always a bad thing. Sometimes that comes from a good place. Um, but it was cool to hear you sort of approach it in a different way. And so we're at, at almost from a, an inquisitive standpoint of like, okay, well, if, if we are using this stuff, should we be using it? And how should we be using it? How should we be thinking about it and stuff like that? And, and even to, to sort of go where angels fear to tread and, and pose a question like, should we be using social media? So, yeah, we, um, I guess there's sort of two sides to the conversation. One is my personal use of of social media and technology, and then the other is how we think about social media and use it as a ministry. So um, I'll start with the personal side. I I was a early-ish user of Instagram. I guess it, it um, was coming into popularity in like 2010-ish, and um, I had an Instagram probably in 2011. Uh, I was in college. That dates me a little bit, I guess, but... Um, <laughs> But you know that's when Instagram was. It was. Uh, it was a different world. It was a lot of like sunsets, um, <laughs> you know, f- sort of playing around with filters and things like that. You could count like on coffee mugs with like the Bible, like those kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Never a selfie or anything like that. I mean, that would be sort of unheard of. But um, so yeah, I was on Instagram, and uh, I, I, I guess I started realizing that Instagram was occupying more time than it should have, which is not uncommon. Uh, probably, probably five or six years ago, and um, I read a little book called Ten Reasons to Delete Your Social Media Accounts Right Now." It's something like that. A guy named Jaron Lanier, who um, some folks have seen on The Social Dilemma. But uh, that book was sort of like the last straw. I mean, I'd had conversations with friends about like, hey, I don't know, you know, how, is this good for us? Should we be using this? What would it be like to delete these things? Or, you know, different friends had different habits about sort of like, you know, I take the weekends off. I only use it on weekdays or something like that. And I tried different things like that and sort of, in a sense, almost dreamt of a world where I wasn't on social media and thought, am I just going to seem, you know, like I'm totally out of touch, like I have my head in the sand and things like that. But I just... Reading that book, honestly, was, was like I say, sort of the last straw, and I decided, okay, I'm, I'm not going to use it anymore. And I have to give credit. I have several friends who have sort of gone before me in that world and and were, I don't know, nudging me along, I guess, to, hey, consider uh, no longer using these things. So on the personal side, and I, I never in that conversation still don't don't think about that in terms of like that that's uh, because I've got something figured out that other people don't have figured out or anything like that. It really was coming from this place of, okay, this is not healthy for me. This is not, it's not helping me. I'm spending too much time on it. And, and it's really not 
uh, edifying to me when I use it. It's not helpful. So I'm not going to use it anymore. Um, so that was uh, that was probably three years ago, I would guess, that Instagram went by the wayside and everything else with it, too. I mean, it was there was I, I had a Twitter years ago. I don't have Twitter anymore, but um, Facebook also gonzo. So um, sort of did away with those things uh, for myself and did. I sort of did feel like, man, I'm, I'm going out there on a limb almost by doing these things. because I sort of prided myself on being you know, where the people are and even trying to win the game of Instagram, too. Like I've got the best pictures, best captions, stuff like that. But. Um, so as a ministry, we uh, there was an Instagram account for our youth ministry when I got to downtown Prez, and it had posts of you know students and things that students were doing. And so I sort of kept that train rolling. I was never very good at that, um, but kept that train rolling as we got here. And I started, you know, as a lot of folks in youth ministry do, sort of hearing different things, different you know stats and data about social media, and it's never good. The stats are never good. It's never very encouraging. And so I started going, okay, I want to talk about, you know, this data, talk about the effects of social media with our students, with the ones who are using them. And of course, tie that in with the good news of Jesus and talk about how we can be formed more into the image of Jesus and how social media may may keep us from doing that and make that harder for us to do or may, may make it harder for us to flourish in life. And, um, and so as I started thinking about that, I felt this, this sort of like tension between saying, okay, I, I want to be able to talk freely about social media from up front. And I've got, I feel this pressure to use it as a ministry to invite kids to follow us and to advertise the things that we're doing and stuff like that. And again, we weren't very good at it. We didn't have like a big presence as a, as a ministry, but I felt that tension. And that was where uh, it took a little while, but that was where the question sort of finally came to bear. It was like, Hey, what if we did as a ministry, just not use this stuff? We just stopped posting. And so I didn't, make a big deal out of it, or um, I didn't announce, you know, publicly, hey, you're no longer going to see photos. I sort of just stopped posting things. And um, I had a a few conversations with other leaders, volunteers in our ministry, who some of them even had like access to the account so they could post stuff, but sort of talked with them about, hey, what if we just stopped, stopped doing this? Um, We're not going to be on social media anymore. And I I did get a few questions uh, once we stopped, you know, folks sort of saying, hey, how come there's no more pictures or or are you going to post any pictures from that retreat we went on or or things like that and just had individual conversations with those folks. But, um, but that was probably, I would guess, gosh, that was two years ago. Probably I could look and see when's the last, last time we posted from that account. But, um, but yeah, so that's where we've landed as a ministry. Yeah. No, I appreciate you giving that background. Um, and like I said, I think it's it's helpful since you and I are going to talk about this over the next couple of weeks, just to give our listeners some of that background too. Um, because as we'll continue to say, we're we're not trying to prescribe anything. So people out there who are listening to this and are saying, are, are thinking, okay, we you utilize social media in your ministry. We're not trying to guilt trip you. Um, we would like to foster some discernment, and we hope that this discussion just just helps with that. Um, so now I, th- I think the background's helpful. And, and again, that's some of what I said in the class of, again, we have a Christian liberty. There, there's freedom to have it personally. There's freedom to use it as a ministry. Um, but also just kind of want to, want to push back a little bit because I heard something similar to, to, to what you shared that, um, years ago going to actually an RYM conference. And there was that elective for, for youth leaders, uh, somebody said in there that we all needed to be on Facebook. And again, we can laugh. And that definitely dates me that that's where all the students were, were Facebook. And 
um, the, the reasoning was we need to be where our students are. And what I want to say to, to youth leaders out there listening who might be wrestling with us, uh, that I don't think you have to be on social media to be where your students are. And so if there's guilt of people out there thinking, I just don't post enough, I just can't stay on top of it, I, I don't think you, you need to. And I want to give kind of freedom to those people um, to, to maybe think of another option and to think you, you don't have to do this. Um, but I am kind of curious too, Chandler, maybe, I mean, without sharing names or anything like that, but can you kind of zoom in on some of those uh, questions you got when you stopped posting as a ministry, maybe some of the pushback, maybe some of the, hey, why aren't you doing this? Did you have to explain yourself a lot to parents or to students? I'd love to just maybe zoom in a little bit and hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, I, as I zoom into that, you know, that sort of season and and uh, even as I think back on, on what that was like and how folks responded, I think probably overall there was a lot less feedback than I expected. I expected a lot more folks to say, why are you, why, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we posting more? And I do, I love what you said, sort of this idea of Christian liberty, which is a just a helpful reframing because it's so easy to just sort of pile on social media and feel like it's so terrible. But um, that's I, that's what I was trying to, and, and yeah, tr- just trying to sort of like live in some of that freedom, even in those conversations with, you know, say a parent who reached out and said like, hey, it would be really awesome if we could see photos you know, from the retreats. And I actually, um, I ended up buying a Polaroid camera after that. We've not done a great job of like taking that on trips, but I thought that is so cool. So tactile. And we can take those photos and like hang them up in our youth space if we want to. And that anyone at downtown press who hears this is going to go, we don't, we don't do that. And we should do that. (laughs) I do have a few Polaroid pictures in my office. I'll, I'll defend myself there, but, um, but I thought, okay, that is great. Like there, there are these positives that I'm, I'm happy for us to enjoy, like having, photos of memories and things that we do and things that youth folks have been doing since, you know, you could take a picture. So it's like, I really want to lean into those positives. And I think even thinking about the whole issue positively was helpful too, just to, to sort of ask the question or even respond to that parent or student with like, okay, what is it that we want to do here as a ministry? What are we trying to do? What we say at, at downtown Prez is we want to see students connected to Jesus, connected to Jesus, loving adults, and connected to one another for the glory of God. Those are sort of three categories, connected to Jesus, Jesus-loving adults, and one another. And um, you could make a case that social media would help us do some of those things. But I think overall, uh, social media for us as a ministry makes those things actually more difficult, hmm. a little bit more difficult. So it's like, hey, if we, uh, you know, or, or even just to say, how much is social media helping us do those things and how much effort does it take? What are the the potential downsides of using social media? And is is the risk worth it if the if that's the goal that we're trying to accomplish? And so that's really the place that we netted out was going, hey, in trying to accomplish those goals and trying to really facilitate this this ministry, uh, do we need social media? And that's where we landed on not using it. Yeah. And, and again, as you, you just explained, and then the conversation we got to have at YLT um, <laughs> was uh, was thoughtful. And I just appreciate that, that it's, um, I think so often we do just kind of thoughtlessly engage in social media. And that might be my, just if I wanted to kind of lump it into one big critique, it is just kind of um, uncritically embracing it. And I know that's some of Chris Martin's language we'll talk about more next week. And so I just uh, appreciated your thoughtful approach. Um, appreciated some of your wrestlings with it. And, um, I do hope let, let's, let's plan to pick up 
there next week, maybe specifically as you kind of talked about those three areas that your ministry uh, tries to, to focus on. Maybe we'll zoom in on some of that, talk about it as well. Um, those who are listening, now this is a little bit of a, a shorter um, episode this week, but next week Chandler will be back on as well as Sam Albury. He'll be joining us in our, our longer segment as we plan to get back into our um variety show type Phil uh, that we've had on this podcast but we're glad to be back and Chandler thank you for joining us thank you man come and buy without money oh come and feast without